Welcome to UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR. And now live from the Mitchell Center studio, here are your hosts, Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome to the KLPR studios here on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney. This is UNK Game Day. I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Cade Cox and Lucas Bullabosh. Evan Jones had to work at KRVN today, so we are going to be missing him. But he's got some recordings and stuff for us today, so we're going to move on without him. But let's start with recapping last week's game, UNK at uh, Northwest Missouri State. Unfortunately, guys, it didn't look like UNK played all that well. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a horrible game for UNK, but I mean, I think this is something that a lot of people thought was going to happen. Northwest Missouri State is always going to be a tough opponent for anyone in the MIAA, but UNK came up a little short. And the number seven team in the country, of course, Lucas, it's tough to go into Northwest Missouri State at Maryville and uh, in Missouri, about four hours away from Kearney. That's a long bus ride. That's a tough team to play in a tough environment. Yeah, you're talking about going into the best team in the conference building. And one thing that I thought UNK could not do going into the game was struggle in the first half. And they give up 21 points in the first co- quarter. You cannot do that against the best team in the conference. We'll give them credit as well. Only held them to six points in the second half. But, you know, 13 points isn't going to cut it for a UNK offense that not necessarily has struggled, but has struggled to open up their aerial attack when they needed to. Yeah, McGinnis didn't necessarily have a horrible game. I mean, he did throw for 199 yards, but then you see the two interceptions. I was more surprised to see the ground game just get bottled up so quickly. I mean, Darius Webb didn't have the best game. I mean, McGinnis was our leading rusher with 44 yards, so you got to give some credit to the Northwest Missouri State defense. But also, some positives for UNK uh, last week. It was the first time in 19 games that Northwest Missouri State had given up any type of a rushing touchdown. They scored two of them last week. Yeah, that was huge for UNK's offense for McGinnis to kind of even though our running game was wasn't it was kind of stagnant McGinnis was able to scramble and get outside the pocket and create for himself and looking at kind of the season stats now 1,956 yards rushing and uh, 940 yards passing I've never seen that much disparity in an offense especially what is that what's your takeaway from that Cade that we can really run the ball when we <laughs> need to. That's the, that's what I see. But, I mean, that's just props to this offensive line especially. And you see the playmaking ability of guys like McGinnis and Darius Webb that they're, that they're able to just uh, control games on the ground. Now, an interesting stat for the day is eight more rushing touchdowns. This 2018 squad will join the 2011 and 2009 teams. Those teams scored 40 and 32 rushing touchdowns as the only ones to reach over 30 rushing touchdowns since 1990. The last time those two teams were on the field, both won the RMAC and reached the NCAA playoffs. Hoping for something similar, but UNK is going to have to get on a hot streak here. Moving on to looking at what Fort Hayes did last week. They looked very impressive at Pittsburgh, Kansas against number what was number 18 Pittsburgh State and they beat the doors off of them 50 to 21. Fort Hayes State 9 of 17 passing 231 yards and three touchdowns. Looked pretty good for them in the aerial game. Yeah, Jacob Mezra had himself a day. Like you said, 231 yards, three touchdowns. They didn't even really need to rely on the ground game at all. But a couple huge plays from receivers with uh, Lane Blaberle and Harley Hazlitt both getting long touchdowns. I mean, they just kind of expose them through the air and show that if they 
since they didn't really need to rely on the ground game, that Jacob Mezra put the game in his own hands. Now, for their season, they're allowing only 18 points per game, scoring 29. Their record is 5-2. and two. This is a pretty good team. They're just not getting a lot of love, Lucas. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of love, and I think that's due to the fact that th this conference has been so competitive this year. There are, I think there's seven teams right now that are 4-3 and three in the conference, and they've just kind of been in the middle of the pack, and then finally they're 5-2, and two, and they've kind of emerged, and they should start getting some love now and of course as we talked about last week UNK getting that big win over Lindenwood instead of pushing them to three and three they went into the Northwest Missouri State game four and two now four and three just like Luca was saying uh Cade being in that middle pack for UNK has to be a struggle but this is a week that you can kind of show that you're near the, near the top of the conference yeah and like Lucas stated there's so many teams that are stuck in that four and three range but like a game like today against a team that just is coming off a huge victory if UNK could come out and then kind of join the elites of the conference in Northwest Missouri State and now Fort Hayes and Pittsburgh State. Huge for the program. So that's that's what like we're talking about. This is a huge game today. And, of course, Fort Hayes State wants to prove that last year wasn't a fluke going 11-1, and winning the MIAA. They want to win this game and keep moving forward so that they can continue to win games. Yeah, I think Fort Hayes is going to come in confident as ever, you know, coming off a big win in which they put up 50 points. But UNK coming off a disappointing loss in which they thought they could beat Northwest Missouri State, the best team in the conference. I think UNK is going to come out firing on all cylinders. I think they've had a great week of practice. I think they're motivated. I think they're going to come out ready to play. With that, we're going to take a break here on UNK Game Day. Don't go anywhere. We'll have our MIAA breakdown, then everything you need to know about the game coming up at the top of the hour. You're listening to UNK Game Day here on 91. One KLPR.
everybody look out for your UNK golf team. They are the people out there on the greens day after day. Well, the ones who aren't retired, that is. Just because the weather keeps changing in Nebraska doesn't mean that they take any time off. Come out and show your blue and gold pride and cheer on another one of UNK's renowned sports teams. UNK Golf, your team, our time. Hi, I'm Woodrow Smith, a prostate cancer survivor. Did you know that 14% of American males will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime? Screening for prostate cancer is an uncomfortable conversation, but it's one worth having with your doctor at your next visit. A cure can be found. Go to www.pcf.org to gain a deeper understanding of how to prevent prostate cancer. Evan Jones with you here from UNK Game Day, taking a look at the MIAA matchups and results from last week and also the matchups for this week. Last week, it was Emporia State beating Central Missouri 41-23. Washburn beat Moe South 63-7. Then it was UCO beating Missouri Western 17-16. UNK falling to Northwest Missouri State 27-13. Then it was Lindenwood who was able to beat Northeastern State 38-14. And Fort Hayes State beat Pitt State 50-21. The matchups this week, obviously, we have UNK versus Fort Hayes State starting at 11. Lindenwood will face off against Northwest Missouri State starting at 1. Moe West will face Emporia State starting at 2. Washburn and UCO play at 2. Central Missouri and Pitt State will kick off at 2.05. Northeastern State University will face off against Moe South. That will begin at 5 o'clock. Taking a look at the top 25 rankings, the MIAA just two representatives, Northwest Missouri State at 5 and Fort Hay State at 25. For UNK Game Day, I'm Evan Jones. Now back to UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR with your hosts, Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome back to UNK Game Day here at the Mitchell Center Studio at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Cade Cox, Lucas Bolbosch. Thanks again, Evan, for recording that for us for the MIAA. A pretty big week here in the conference, of course. Fort Hayes State and UNK could be the headliner. This is two very close teams looking to battle for conference supremacy. UNK trying to get up in the rankings. Fort Hayes State trying to maintain their top, their spot near the top. But uh, what's more surprising to me from Evan's recording, you guys, is two teams in the top 25 so far that in the MIAA. We like to say that the MIAA is one of the best conferences in uh, the whole Division II for football, but with only two teams represented, it kind of shows that maybe the conference isn't as strong as what we believed. And I'm not saying it's not as strong as a lot of people take it for, but that's kind of what happens when the, your teams in the conference just continuously beat each other game or week after week. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now is just the conference is so balanced that all teams are going to have a pretty similar record. Yeah, you know, there's no teams in the this year that are undefeated, which is kind of surprising that a few teams have been undefeated in years past. And as I mentioned earlier, there's multiple teams that are four and three, a few the teams that are five and two, a few teams that are three and four. So everyone's kind of even in the pack right now. And that's, I think, more of showing how strong your conference is when most of the teams are so competitive. And I know there are a couple teams that you guys have been watching out for. Central Missouri for you, Kate, as well. Yeah, Central Missouri fell victim to Emporia State, but Emporia State have been kind of like looking back at some of their games. They kind of they're they're four and three as well. They just kind of bounce around and then you know get a huge win and then kind of a loss that you don't really expect. So 
And Central Missouri this week, I think it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, playing at Pittsburgh State, seeing if both teams can rebound after uh, disappointing weeks. And of course, Emporia State beating UNK at their home field on homecoming, a pretty big win for them. And Pittsburgh State looking to bounce back from last week's debacle, 50 points given up against Fort Hastings. Is there a team you're going to watch this week, Lucas? Uh, I'm looking for Washburn this week. Uh, Washburn is on a two-game winning streak so far right now, and they put up 63 points against Missouri Southern. Granted, Missouri Southern isn't the strongest team in this conference, but I'm looking for Washburn to continue their winning streak today. Sometimes it just takes one game to get on a hot streak, and then from there you can just ride it out the rest of the year. What's one team you might keep your eye on for the rest of the season moving forward, Cade? I think I just stated it. Emporia State, I'm going to keep my eye on them just because you're, they're coming off a pretty surprising win against Central Missouri, and I really think them moving forward, I if they could just snag a few more of those victories, like if on the road and a few other a uh, few other games coming back to them at home. I think they could be a sneaky good team going forward. Lucas, is there a team you'll be watching? Yeah, I know I just talked about it, but Washburn is 4-3. and three. I think if they can just get on a few more wins on the season, they can find themselves getting in to contention at the coming at the end of the season. I think one team you need to be on the lookout for is Central Oklahoma. Uh, they had a loss to UNK in Edmond, 31-27 to at the beginning of the year. But since then, they have been all over the place with their their schedule, honestly. They lost at Pittsburgh. They've lost at, uh, against UNK. They've beaten Lindenwood. They also beat Northwest Missouri State, which is their only loss on the year. And they've lost to Fort Hayes State, beaten Central Missouri, and beaten Missouri Western. Some of those are really good teams. Other, uh, Some of those teams they should have probably beat. This is a team that, you know, Washburn needs to watch out for this week. Uh, Missouri Southern that need, need, they need to watch out for the following week. And then, of course, Emporia State to end the year. They do play Northeastern State right in the middle of that schedule, so a pretty easy win for them. But Emporia State at the end of the year, that could decide a lot of different things going into maybe a playoff or possible bowl games. Moving forward for top 25 as well, uh, again, we kind of already talked about it at the top of this segment, but Northwest Missouri State already at the top of the conference and the top of the top 25 polls at number five. That's what we expected from them so far this year, but had they not had that loss to Central Oklahoma, where do you think they would be? Could they potentially be a number one team? I think they could be. They definitely have the talent level to be there for sure, and they have the culture that their coach has been instilled for the past couple of years. You know, they're a championship organization for a reason, and that's pretty much what we've come to expect of Northwest Missouri State. Now for UNK today, they're playing a number 25 team in Fort Hayes State. I think their record is better than what is their ranking. And one thing that UNK is looking forward to is maybe sneaking into that top 25 with a win here this week. Yeah, if UNK was able to sneak in that top 25, like you said, that would be great for the program because I don't think that's anything people have seen for a while. So that's why today's game is so important because you're playing someone who recently just got back into the top 25, but everyone knows how good Fort Hayes State is. And validation can mean the world to especially a program like UNK that came from nothing just a couple of years ago and now has really rebuilt themselves. We're going to take a break here, but don't go anywhere. Kicking off at 11 a.m., we're going to break down the Fort Hayes State at UNK game. You're listening to UNK Game Day here on 91.1 KLPR.
KLPR 91.1 FM, Kearney, Nebraska. It's UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR with Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome back to UNK Game Day here at the Mitchell Center Studio at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Cade Cox, Lucas Bulbosh, and Evan Jones in spirit. And we're going to break down everything going down in this game, kicking off at 11 a.m. at Ron and Carroll Coast Stadium. It's number 25, Fort Hayes State at UNK. Last year, UNK lost at Fort Hayes State 41-7. Fort Hayes State really just beat the doors down on them. And UNK actually does hold the all-time record at 34 28-1. and one. Unfortunately, UNK's last win was when they were still in the RMAC, both these teams actually, both in the RMAC, in 2005. It's been a while since UNK has been able to beat the Tigers, so Cade, I ask you right now, is it possible that they could do it today? 
Absolutely. I think this UNK defense is able to withhold themselves with this Tiger offense. And I think UNK has really established themselves a little bit this year that they are a contender in this conference. So, yeah, if UNK came away with a victory at home, I don't think it would really surprise anyone. So UNK, 4-3 and three overall, 2-1 and one at home, 2-2 two and two on the road. This could either make or break their 500 record. It could push them over. But they've kind of had a fluky season so far, Lucas. They've won two games to start the year. They followed that up with two losses, one to Emporia State that had some controversy to it. And then they followed that up with two wins. And then last week, lost to now number five, Northwest Missouri State. Is this another week where they continue the trend, lose a game, and then win the next two? Or do you expect that to be different? I think it could be different, but I think they also have to stick to who they are as a football team. You know, we've said earlier in the show, UNK is predominantly a rushing football team, and that was kind of taken away last week. So I think UNK has to come out early, find their tempo of the offense, play to their strengths with it, which is running the football, and then go from there. You can do play action and let McGinnis settle into the game. Now, number 25, Fort Hayes States comes into town. 5-2 and two overall, 4-0 and oh at home. That's the best record in the conference as well at 1-2 and two on the road. So not as good of a record away from home. But they've lost at Missouri Western 23-13, and they also lost at Emporia State 20-24. Pretty comparable score if you look to UNK's loss to Emporia State on homecoming 20-17. With a game against Emporia State, both dropped. What can they look at the film and say, hey, this worked well when Emporia beat us and this worked well when Emporia beat them. Yeah, you just got to kind of dissect and see like what your team did well in the situations that maybe the other team struggled in against I mean, because like you said, it's a very comparable game with Emporia State. So yeah, if you're UNK, that's something you could benefit off of and just see like what this Tiger offense and defense struggle with in various situations. All right, let's talk football, boys. All right, so when the Lopers are going to have the ball, the Loper offense, again, the rushing attack has looked fantastic so far this year. Again, they're so they're closing in on 30 rushing touchdowns for the year and scored two against one of the stingiest rush defenses in the country. What can we expect from them this week? I think they have to get Darius Webb back involved on the rushing attack. You know, last week he was kind of held in check, and Northwest Missouri State has a very good run defense, granted that, but I think UNK has to get their running backs, you know, either that's Darius Webb, Dayton Seeley, Luke Quinn, all of them can run and catch the football, so I think that'll be big for the Loper offense. Now, when we talk about the passing game, not the best passing game in the MIAA, of course, a thousand yards less <laughs> passing than they do rushing on the season, but Alex McGinnis showed that he can throw the ball when need, 190 yards last week. Yeah, you know, it was also good to see retro freshman Montrez Jackson stepped up and had a huge game last week. He had three catches for 117 yards, including a 58-yard pass. That was kind of cool to see, having someone other than Trey Landsman or Alex Harms step up in the passing game. And we've seen Trey Landsman really take over some games when he needs to, but having Montrez Jackson be able to go back and forth from the running back position as well as moving into kind of a slot receiver position, he's kind of an X-factor in the offense. Yeah, I think that's huge. If you can have a running back that can line up in the slot and create mismatches with the linebackers position I think that's big for any offense and with Montrez Jackson that's huge going forward and Cade we can talk all we want about the Loper offense but this Tiger defense is pretty good in their own right yeah, they are. I mean, they're coming off a week last week where they had six tackles for loss, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and three interceptions. Like, we're talking a huge statistical game for the Tiger defense last week. So if you're talking about Fort Hayes coming into this week, like, we've been talking about it constantly. We know what the Lopers want to do. They want to establish the run early. So if you're Fort Hayes, I think you try and put Alex McGinnis in obvious passing situations. Make him win this game with his arm, but 
Like I also noted, don't doubt McGinnis with his legs, too. He has the ability to run. Now, Alex McGinnis hasn't really made too many mistakes. Last week, two interceptions, but that's a pretty good defense he's going up against. When you're playing Fort Hayes State and you want to run the ball and you're not going up against as stingy of a run defense, do you expect as many turnovers as we saw Fort Hayes get last week? Oh, no, not at all. I think Fort Hayes maybe will get one. I mean, just, you know, because I think their defense does have playmakers all over. But, no, I look for a pretty sound game from UNK today. Now, Lucas, I'll ask you, the offense, you know, expert for UNK, how do they limit turnovers? Because they're traditionally not a throwing team, so you're not going to see a lot of interceptions be thrown, but also an option game has some dicey moments here and there. Yeah, ball security, I think, is the main thing with uh, the option offense and just how much they run the football, you know. Guys are coming in and punching that ball out, trying to get the football, so you just have to go in two hands on the ball at all times and then just make sure you don't fumble the football. Now, when Fort Hayes State has the ball, this Tiger offense looks like a very good aerial attack. Yeah, Jacob Mesra is an absolute beast at the quarterback position. I stated earlier, he had a huge game last week, throwing for over 230 yards and three touchdowns. And they have great receivers as well. Lane Blaberle and Harley Hazlitt both had huge games last week. I mean, they had plays of 75, 59, and 47 through the air. So this offense has the ability to move, and they have the ability to move quickly. So that's something that this uh, Loper defense, especially their the cornerback tandem that we were talking about, something they really need to look at today. And how are the running backs for the Tigers? You know, they're, they're I would say they're above average. DJ Hickman had 60 yards last week. I mean, they rushed for a little over 100 yards as a team, but like I, like I stated, this is a primary like, aerial attack, and Jacob Mesra, he's... He's a great quarterback. UNK has played a lot of different aerial attacks we've seen through the weeks, and they've done pretty well against most of them. Famous McKinnon, Malik Webb playing really well in the corners. Yeah, they are playing very good right now. You know, I'd say probably they're two of the best corners in the MAAA. And right now, along with Dallas Vaughn completing that secondary, I think they have one of the best secondaries also. But Sal Silvio has really been an inspiration for this UNK football team this year, playing on a torn MCL, barely practicing at all through the week. He has 67 tackles on the year this year leading the UNK football team. So how do you expect Sal to play today? It's a little different when you're an inside backer playing against a more passing game. Do you expect him to play as much with that torn MCL? I don't know if you can have him on the field as much as he's used to. You know, he's going to have to cover more wide receivers, and that's kind of a matchup problem for UNK. But I still think he's going to want to play. He's With his personality, he's going to want to be on the field. He's a fighter. He's a trooper. He wants to be out there to help his team. But I think Coach Lynn just has to manage the situation in the matchups. Now, talking about matchups, Cade, when you have two great corners and a pretty good safety back there for UNK, how do you put your receivers into good positions so that they get quality matchups? I think you try and look at uh, physical characteristics. I mean, if you can get a taller receiver on a smaller corner, I mean, maybe that'll make some type of difference and try and get some uh, matchups with your, your big tight end on a linebacker. Just try and exploit some of the mismatches that you can get throughout the game. And inside the hash marks in the slot and tight end positions are where UNK has been a lot, you know, given up most of their passing yards so far. It's not on the edges, not those X and Y receivers, usually the Z's and tight ends. So, yeah, I mean, if you're the Tiger offense, I think that's something you try and utilize very quickly and get your tight end going early. Pass rush for UNK. Been here and there throughout the season. What can we expect today? I think UNK, in order to get their pass rush uh, situated, is maybe call some stunts or something just to get that energy back, you know. 
you, they've been struggling a little bit all year, but if you maybe create some design or different packages for that defense, maybe bring a safety blitz or something or a linebacker blitz, kind of confuse the Fort Hayes offense, I think that could create some pressure for Fort, Fort Hayes. And we've seen UNK be able to let Malik Webb and Famous McKinnon out on the corners just on islands. They traditionally throughout this year have played just one-on-one -on -one coverage running down the field, and the coaches are willing to take that risk. If you see that as Fort Hayes and they're bringing that pressure, what plays are you calling? I'm calling a lot of screens, and I'm calling a lot of draws, trying to just – you try and exploit some of the things that if they're going to rely on their corners so much that you can get qu quick and a big chunk plays because I'm not sure how often he, uh, Jacob Mezzer is going to be able to test these UNK corners. Now for the special teams, Fort Hayes has a pretty good Canadian punter, All-American and averaging 42.5 yards per kick. You can tell why he is an All-American in the MIAA and across the country. And he's actually taken over the kicking duties this year. He leads the, the conference in field goals made with 15. This is a huge swing, especially in a game that we expect to be this close. How important will field position play into today? Oh, it's going to be a huge factor because if you can try and if you can pin either team in long drive situations and then get stops and then, you know, work with a short field. I mean, these are deciding factors for so many teams. And then Brian Covarubias for UNK had a pretty good year on his own, but when it's come to bigger moments, he's kind of struggled in those. Do you think he can make a big kick today, Lucas? I think he can. You know, I think he's he is a freshman, and I think that's part of it. You know, coming in and trying to adjust to the college level, kicking field goals is pretty hard to do at any level, granted. I think he's gotten better as the season goes on, so I think he can make a big field goal today. We're going to take a break again here on UNK Game Day, but don't go anywhere. We'll be telling you about everything else going on in UNK Athletics as well as our Husker Breakdown, the Big Ten Breakdown, and then, of course, our game picks and X-Factors for your game coming up at the top of the hour. You're listening to UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR. Feeling like this 
I got a missed call from your beer. She been plotting on me for a cool She wanna suck my bike, get a forty. I like her in the shower when it's winter fresh. There's some Twitter, Twitter, yeah, I met her on the internet. On my late night, thirsty. Cause it was late night and I was thirsty. Girl, I been to that county, girl, I ain't telling. Handcuff you to that bed, girl, it ain't no belly. I keep a stack of hundreds, I can keep a secret. If anything, you was exploring, you wasn't cheating. She got my number stored under fake names. Her nigga thinks she favorite when she run the game. Yolo, so take me out these pull-ups. And we can f from Uno to Ocho. Only if you got me feeling like this. Oh, why, 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 why? Focus. I love it while grabbing the rhythm, your hips. That's right, 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 right. Rhythm is a dancer. I need a companion. Girl, I guess that must be you. Yeah, I'm trying to cut through it you know? Body like the summer. Touch it like no other. Don't you tell them what we do. Don't tell them, don't tell them. You ain't need, don't tell them, don't tell them. You ain't need, you ain't need. Gotta tell them, don't tell them, don't tell them. You ain't need, don't tell them, don't tell them. You ain't need, you ain't need. Gotta tell them, don't tell them, don't tell them. Now back to UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR with your hosts, Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome back to UNK Game Day. I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Kate Cox and Lucas Bulbosch in the studio. Evan Jones here in spirit. We're gonna, I'm gonna tell you everything going on with UNK athletics, volleyball, women's soccer, and then the other athletics that are going on right now. So UNK volleyball again having a tremendous year, number two in the latest polls. Uh, when it was dropped on Tuesday, 26 and one is their overall record. And their matchups from last week, they beat Southwest Baptist three to nothing, beat Fort Hayes State. University 3-1 and beat Emporia State 3-0. The volleyball matchups this week, they play Washburn today and then Central Oklahoma on Friday in Edmond. So that's going to be quite the travel, but trying to rebound from the loss at Washburn earlier in the year. That's UNK's only loss, looking for some revenge in that game today. Women's soccer, they're 5-10. and ten. They lost Sunday to Central Missouri 2-0. They lost Friday to Southwest Baptist 4-0. And they have a match on Sunday versus Missouri Southern. Friday, they play Fort Hayes State as well. Volleyball doing a great job. And Ellie McDonald, actually, the libero, the walk-on libero from... Papillion, Nebraska, has now eclipsed the 2,000 career dig mark. She is the UNK leader all-time in career digs. Congratulations, Ellie. We are so proud of you at everything with UNK Athletics. Moving on from there, we're actually going to take a break and talk about our Huskers, the Big Ten Breakdown, and then, of course, our game picks for this game coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 91.1 KLPR. Cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now these types of things happen all the time. You gotta get yours, but fool, I gotta get mine. See, everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listen to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac and to this trick named Sadie. She used to be my homeboy's lady. 
80 degrees when I tell that trick, please Raise up off these N.U.T.s Cause you get none of these at ease As I mob with the dog pound, feel the breeze Say you know I'm just Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street, smoking in now Sipping on gin and juice Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with a gang of Tangeray And a fat ass Jake, or some bubonic ET that made me choke. This ain't no joke, I had to back up off a bit and sit my cup down. Tango Reagan ETF toe down now, but it ain't no stopping, cause I'm still popping. And Drake got some tricks from the city of Compton to serve me, not with a cherry on top. Cause when I get through, I got to hit the dope spot. Don't get upset, girl, that's just how it goes. I don't love them, no, I'm off the dope, and I'll be. Oh, you mad? 
I thought that you'd be happy, I made it I'm the cat by the bar, toasting to the good life Moved out the hood, now you tryna pull me back, guys My junk, get the bumpin' in the club, it's on I'm with my eyes, the chicks, if she smiles, she gone Hit the roof on fire, man Just let it burn up, the tone ain't about money, homie, I ain't concerned I'ma tell you what banks told me, cause go ahead, switch the style up And if they hate, then let them hate them, watch the money pile up And we can go upside the head with a bottle of blood, come on Live from the Mitchell Center on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney, it's UNK Game Day with Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome back to the University of Nebraska at Kearney Mitchell Center Studio. I, I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Cade Cox and Lucas Bullbosch, and we're here to break down everything going on this Saturday in college football. And now, as you hear Hale Varsity in the background, it's Husker Football Saturday as well as Loper Football Saturday. But we're going to be talking really quickly about our 0-6 Huskers coming off that overtime loss at Northwestern. A uh, backbreaker for the Huskers, Lucas. Yeah, it really was, because it's a game that Nebraska should have won, you know. They uh, played very well in the game. They were up 10 in the fourth late in the fourth quarter, and then punter Isaac Armstrong pinned them on the one-yard line with about a minute to go, and then Northwestern was able to drive down the field and tie it up and send it into overtime, and then Nebraska couldn't come through in overtime. A lot of coaching decisions that came into that one. We probably shouldn't get into all the minutiae of it. That's been broken down the whole week. But it just seems like the Huskers can't get, you know, off this losing streak. Now lost 10 in a row going back to last year. But this week, looking up, the uh, Vegas has them as the favorites today with Minnesota coming into town. What should we be looking for today? I think you can expect Huskers to play another competitive game as they've been in games, most games, all year. I think they can beat Minnesota. You know, I think they want to come out and show that you know they're better than what their record says. And last year, they went to Minnesota and just got the brakes beaten off of them. It was, a, it was an ugly game last year in Minnesota, so I think Nebraska also wants to kind of get some revenge for last year. Yeah, that was definitely one of the games that led to Mike Riley's firing because the, the team did not look like they had any fire. They had no energy going into Minnesota that, that year. And this year, we are hoping that Adrian Martinez will continue his very productive season. Yeah, you know, there are only two quarterbacks right now in the FBS that are averaging at least 225 passing yards and 50 rushing yards, and that is Oklahoma's Kyler Murray and Nebraska's Adrian Martinez. And Kyler Murray up there for Heisman conversations. If they hadn't lost to Texas, he might be the number one or two guy at this point. Let's talk Big Ten here, Cade. What were some important uh, scores from last week? I mean, if we're talking about ranked teams, Ohio State struggled a little bit with Minnesota, Ohio State winning 30-14. to Big game for Michigan, beating Wisconsin at home 38-13. to But the game of the week, my Michigan State Spartans go into Happy Valley and beat Penn State 21-17. Michigan State jumps back into the top 25. But the Big Ten overall uh, kind of starting to shake itself out. I mean, Ohio State still at the top. And now you've got Michigan just biting at their heels because Penn State's basically been eliminated. And it's funny how the season has really changed because at the beginning of the year, it looked like even with the Ohio State loss or uh, 
the Ohio State loss in Happy Valley with Penn State, it still looked like they could be in the conversation for the national title. But now with a loss to Michigan State at home, two home losses, that's tough to come back from. But Michigan has really changed their dynamic from the beginning of the year. Yeah, Michigan has really prevailed. I mean, last week especially, beating Wisconsin that bad. I think a lot of people starting to look at Michigan as maybe even the new favorites in the conference. But a huge game for Michigan this week, the best game in the Big Ten by far. Michigan, Michigan State, a great rivalry game in East Lansing. Should be a good one. I mean, Michigan has not won a game on the road against a top 10 team in, I don't even know how long. It's been it's been a while, but so Michigan State struggling, or Michigan, excuse me, Michigan struggling when they go on the road, but yeah, should be a huge game today, kind of shaking out the conference even a little more. And of course, the last time we saw Michigan, Michigan State... Jalen Watts Jackson to the corner of the end zone. That was a pretty epic way to end a game, but also Harbaugh has to be thinking about that quite a bit. I'm sure the punters are going to be holding on to the ball this time. Yeah, and Harbaugh especially. I mean, everyone talks about Harbaugh can't beat Michigan State and he can't beat Ohio State, so this is a huge way for him to start this week. Now, when we talk about the Big Ten in general, there are a lot of teams that are kind of close to the top, but it's clearly Ohio State, or is there a Michigan or someone else that we should be looking out for? I think it's a team to just note, I mean, I know we're in Nebraska, but Iowa's quarterback is sneaky good. Nate Stanley is a very good quarterback, and Iowa's coming off a big win. So just someone to keep your eye on. They're 5-1. and one. I mean, they might be able to sneak into the conversation if they continue to keep winning. Yeah, like Kate said with Isla, they also have one of the best tight ends in the country in Noah Fink. He's an NFL prospect for sure. He's an Omaha South product, and he's just been tearing it up all year long. Yeah, the Huskers really wish he wouldn't have left the state and went to Iowa. Depending on which part of Omaha you're from, he either stayed in the state or he left. So kind of up up for debate there. But one last question for you guys. Ohio State, Michigan, who would you want? I would take Ohio State, honestly. They have shown no weaknesses so far this year. You know, they're still undefeated. Michigan has lost. So until they lose, I think we have to evaluate them as the best team in the Big Ten. I'm going to go opposite of you, Lucas. I think Michigan is the best team in the conference right now because I've, Ohio State has a few holes on their defense. You can run on Ohio State, and Michigan's pass rush is just relentless, and now you've got Shea Patterson playing well. Wouldn't be surprised if this is Michigan's year. And segueing into what you just talked about with Ohio State, some news from the conference. The biggest news this week, Nick Bosa leaving Ohio State. Yeah, that is huge because, I mean, Nick Bosa, who a lot of people believe is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft, not choosing to come back to school. But, I mean, that's his own personal decision. I don't, we don't, I feel like we don't really need to jump into his decision too much. But, yeah, huge loss for Ohio State. Now, around the country, the Heisman race has been pretty quiet across the year. We've seen Tua, the quarterback from Alabama, as well as Kyler Murray. And Will Greer, I know that uh, Kate has talked a lot about. But, Lucas, who is your Heisman favorite going into this week? I think it has to be Tua right now you know him winning the national championship last year and then being the full-time started this year he has Alabama number one in the polls all year they're undefeated he has 1,760 passing yards with 21 touchdowns and zero interceptions, which is very impressive so far this year. And I think it helps to see that this Alabama offense is different than any Alabama offense we've seen before. Still a great Alabama team, completely different way that we see them. Yeah, you know, we've always seen Alabama, you know, they always have a great defense, and once again they have that, but at the quarterback position they've never had an NFL caliber quarterback and that's what Tua is he can make every throw he's a gunslinging lefty and they've just never had someone of his play capability and Cade who's your Heisman favorite 
You know, I'm still going to roll with the Drew Haskins bandwagon for now. Drew Haskins is someone, like I stated earlier, Ohio State's defense is not as good as a lot of people give him credit for, and he's currently second in the Heisman race behind Tua Tagovailoa. So I think Drew Haskins continuing to go out and have these big games simply because he has to, because I, I don't think this Ohio State defense is that great. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. We'll be breaking down the game as well as our X-Factors, and Kane and Lucas will give you our game picks for the game at the top of the hour. You're listening to UNK Game Day here on 91.1 KLPR. Ready? Aquí suena KLPR 91.1 FM, la best radio station in Courtney, Nebraska.
It's UNK Game Day on 91.1 KLPR with Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Welcome back to the Mitchell Center studio here on the University of Nebraska at Kearney campus. I'm Austin Jacobson, joined here by Cade Cox, Lucas Polbosch, and Evan Jones in spirit. We're breaking down everything going into the Fort Hayes State at UNK game coming at the top of the hour. Our X factors for this game, Cade, do you have any for us? I do, and I think it's going to be a pretty big one, and that's the pass rush for the Lopers. Ty Spees and Hinwa Aleu need to get involved early and often because Jacob Mezzer, if Mezzer has time to sit back in the pocket and just survey the defense, I think it could be a long day for the Lopers. And Lucas, who are you going to be watching? You know, I'm going to take the other side of the defense. I'm going with the defensive backs and the secondary with Fort Hayes having such a pass-heavy offense. I, we're going to need Malik Webb and Famous McKinnon to really step up and have a big week again. Now, talking about defensively, they're off. Offensively, are there any X factors we should be watching out for? I look for tight end Alex Harms to get involved quickly. I think he could, if he could have a big game, I think that just helps uh, Alex McGinnis just being able to spread around the Tiger defense a little more. I, I'm interested to see if Mon, how they use Montrez Jackson this week after having a kind of a breakout game last week. You know, hopefully we'll see him line him up and the slot and create uh, favorable matchups for him. And we've seen Montrez Jackson line up in the backfield. He's been in diamond formations in the slot. He's played the X and the Y receiver. He's played all over the place minus the offensive line. One thing we haven't talked about yet so far on the show is the offensive line. They lost Corey last week or two weeks ago rather in the Lindenwood game and then last week they actually had a pretty good day offensive line wise only giving up two sacks and not having much trouble running the ball later in that game. How important is the offensive line play today? If they can... Uh, create clean pockets for Alex McGinnis when he's in those passing situations. It's going to be huge for him, but yeah, just being able to establish themselves in the running game, be, you know, lanes for Darius Webb, McGinnis, all these running backs, it's going to be huge, especially if they're trying to ground and pound uh, this ball and get time off the clock. Now, the game picks for today. Lucas, who do you got? I got UNK 27 to 24 in a close ball game. Late second field goal, or what are you going with? Yes, I am going with a game-winning field goal. Brian Covarrubias, huh? All right, let's hear it. All right, Cade, what do you got? I think Fort Hayes has kind of – they're coming off a big week last week. I think they're going to keep it rolling. I have Fort Hayes winning 28-20. Now you can listen here on 91.1 KLPR. Cannon Rath and Jacob Rath are on the call. They're not brothers or related. That's just their last names. But, again, you can listen here. You can also find it on the Amazon Fire Stick app for the MIAA network, as well as you can listen to 93.1 KRVN. Jason Jorgensen will be on the call there. Thank you for listening to UNK Game Day. The kickoff will be at the top of the hour. Again, Cannon Rath and Jacob Rath will be on the the call. Have a great rest of your day and go Lopers. Thanks for listening to UNK Game Day with Austin Jacobson and Evan Jones. Stay tuned. After the break, we will go live to Ron and Carol Cope Stadium at Foster Field for live game action of UNK football. Yeah.